This is Gamarin Ksubi's Daf Nun Beis. Today's year has been generously sponsored by close friends of the Daf as a Schoshidok for Riverisha Abbas Advaira. Amir Tashem, the learning of the entire Chabura should bring Riverisha Abbas Advaira an incredible Shidok Hagain Bekara Mamish. She should have clarity and be able to find her appropriate Shidok very, very quickly. We pick it up on the bottom of the Nalpha Mabiz, two lines from the bottom. I'm hoping that yesterday's shear and today's shear as well, the audio should be better. Pisiat Ishmael will be back to our full uh, studio setup soon enough, but for now, I hope that these audios are at least manageable. Says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom. In the case of a Kayin's wife, if he did not write, I return it to your city, he still asks you. Meaning, if she is captured, he has to redeem her and bring her back. He's not able to stay married to her. As we saw yesterday, the unique halacha that a kain, even if is honest, even if she's forced to have relations, she's not able to go back to her husband. But he has to redeem her and bring her back to the city. So Amr Abaye says Abaye in the last line, A widow who's married to a kain gadol, who was captured, chayiv liftaisa. Even though the marriage is be'iser, as we'll see later on in Davkov, that we learn out from Sukim that such a marriage is be'iser, but still he has to redeem her as she's awarded her ksuba. The reason is because it fits into the category of our Mishnah that a Kayhanes is returned back to her Medina. We turn over to Nun Beis of Aleph and continues the Gemara on a very similar vein. Another case of a marriage that is forbidden. If a captured woman is a Mamzeres Unesina married to regular Yisrael, even though that marriage is not allowed, in such a scenario, he does not have to redeem her. Why? As we saw in the Mishnah, and we explained yesterday, that when one redeems his wife that is captured, he has to return her back as a wife. And in this case, it's not allowed to stay married to this girl. And therefore, there's not going to have this tonight that he has to redeem her. Rav Amar, Rav disagrees and he says, Kol says Rav, if the reason that one is forbidden is due to the fact that she is in captivity, if that's why she becomes usher to her husband, then Chayv Lefdaisa. Then you have to ransom her. Meaning, in the case of a Kayin, the reason why he's not able to stay with her afterwards is why, is because she was Violated by her captors, he still has to redeem her. But he said, If there's another type of Isser that's causing her forbidden to her husband, he does not have to redeem her. And this is going back in the case of the Kain Gadol to the Almana, that Rabbi disagrees, even though in the bottom of Ovid Aleph, we started off today, that Abayah said, Almana, the Kain Gadol, you have to agree, redeem. Rabbi says, No. Rabbi says, Since the Almana is forbidden to the Kain Gadol. He does not have to redeem her. Suggest the Gemara five lines down to the Nvezim and Aleph Leima Kitanoi. Let's say that this Machlaikas Ravan Abayah, whether you would have to redeem the Almana that is captured, is a previous Machlaikas Tanayim. As follows. If someone makes a nether against his wife, that he does not have any benefits from him, Excuse me, that she will not have any benefit from him, and then she becomes and gets captured. 
Rav Lazar Pai Devin nice like Subasa Islas Redeemer and give her a Ksuba. Rav Yeshua Imer nice like Subasa Veina Paida. Says Rav Yeshua, you have to give her a Ksuba, you do not have to redeem her. Amar Rav Nasan. Says Rav Nasan, Sha'alti has Sumchis. I asked Sumchis this question. Kisha Amar Rav Yeshua nice like Subasa Veina Paida. When Rav Yeshua said that you have to give her a Ksuba and you don't redeem her, is the case. Is the case when he made a nether that she could not have any benefits from him and then she was captured? Or is it even in a case, or is it even in a case in which she was captured and after she was captured, he went and he made a nether that he does not want her to have any benefit from him? Even though, of course, Rashi speaks out, even though he would be able to make this nadar after she was captured, just so that he does not have to redeem her. Still, asked the Sumchis, would that be included in this din? Vamar li. And Sumchis, excuse me, Yeshua asked this, Aram Nasan asked this to Sumchis. Vamar li. And Sumchis responded, Loi shamati. I did not hear, I do not know exactly the answer to your question. However, but Sulchis says, it appears to me that Rav Yeshua is only discussing a case, that it's only sensible, says Sulchis, that Rav Yeshua is discussing a case in which he first made the net there that she cannot have any benefit from him, and then he was captured. Why? If you're going to tell me the case is where she was captured, and then he made an adar. As we spoke out, he could come to his deception. He could come to trick her. He could come to do something just to avoid ransoming, to avoid redeeming his wife. Now, explains the Gemara, what does this have to do with the Bayan Rafa? My love is this case not the Madir Isha's Kayin Kamifliki. Is the case not referring to one in which it was a Kayin? And he's the one that made a nether against his wife. The Abaye, and Abaye who said in the bottom of Amr Aleph that one would have to redeem his wife who is an Almano even if he is a Kain Gadol. Even though the whole marriage was Be'iser. To Amar Kreval Yezer. Abaye is saying like Kreval Yezer. The Rava to Amar Krav Yeshua. And Rava is saying like Rav Yeshua. Says the Gemara. So maybe this is the precedent to the Machlaikis Abayin Rava is the Machlaikis of Lezin Rav Yeshua. Before we see the answer, let's see one very important Rashi. Rashi directly across, Rashi is about 20 lines into the narrow lines. Rashi explains, Bekoyin Shehider We're discussing a case where a coin makes a neder, a vow that his wife cannot have any benefit from him. Why does that have to be the case? The question, I'm sure many are wondering, <coughs> The Gemara took a leap. The Gemara said, it must be a case of Aisha's Kain. Why? So explains Rashi, D.B. Israel, because if it was a case of a regular Israel, Lama Rav Lezer Paideh, Rav Lezer were not the Yes Redeemer, Shara'ein Ani Kair Batanaik Subas Yisrael, Vasin Alila Intu. In such a scenario, no one would say you have to redeem her. Because once there is a forbiddance from benefit, you can't stay married to her. And we already learned that the only time you have to redeem one's wife in the case of Yisrael, if you're going to be able to be married. So what must the case be? 
It must be the case of a coin. And a coin has this unique halacha. They have to ransom her and redeem her, even though you're not going to actually stay married to her. <laughs> and because I could call about this woman, we're still in Rashi, that I'm returning her back to her city, I'm not actually able to stay married, but I'm at least returning her back to the city because of that. That's what Revelia's city after Redeemer. And even though in this case it's comparable to Alman Alikain Gadol. Because why is he forbidden to stay married to this woman? Not just because she was captured. He's forbidden to stay married to this woman because there's an adder under her. He can't get any benefit from her. So we see the Rebbe Yezer is still saying you have to redeem her. Vabai is Rebbe And Ravo said you don't have to redeem his Rebbe Yeshua. So that's why suggest the Gemara, this Machlech is a Mai and Ravo is really a, mach, a previous Machlech as Oz of Rebbe Yezer and Rebbe Yeshua. Answers the Gemara law, not necessarily is this the Machlekes. We're back in the Gemara, 20 lines down. First one line is the Amar. The case over here is, The case over here is not a simple case in which he made the nether that his wife cannot have any benefit from him. Rather, the case is that the wife made the nether. The wife made the nadar, and the husband just confirmed the nadar. And in such a scenario, over Eliezer Savar, who knows in that Savin Chinel? Eliezer, all the husband's putting a finger between your teeth to be bid, meaning just her confirmation. Rabbi Yeshua Savar, he knows that Savin Chinel. Yeshua says, no, she's the one, she basically, you know, cut off her. Cut of her uh, nose despite her face. Since she made the nether, that's why she suffers the consequences. But not necessarily is the impetus, is the root cause of this machlaikas. Whether we have a case of a different point that's disallowing them from staying married, like the machlaikas, Abaya and Rava. Ask the Gemara one second. If it's true, like Yeshua said, that she's the one that's bringing this upon herself, why is she getting your ksuba? And furthermore, Amr Amnasa Shaltiya Subhas Ayas Subhas Kishamar Vishon is like Subasa Vainai Baidik Shaidir Lubsaib Nishvis Aybish Nishvis Saibidira. What was the whole question? Remember the whole conversation that Yeshua asked Sumchis is the case when they made the nadar even before she got captured or after she got captured. Vamar and remember Sumchis' response was like Shamati. I didn't hear. But says the Gemara, for that's which what you're saying is the case that she made the nadar. It makes absolutely no sense. What would the difference be if she is the one that's making the nadar? It's completely inconsequential whether she made the nadar before or after she got ransomed. So from the fact that Rabbi Yeshua Asumchis is the case one in which she made the nadar prior or, or before, it must be that it's not like you said that she's the one making the nadar. So says, the case must be that he made, he made the nadar. It says the Gemara must be the case is one in which he made the nadar. However, Abai and Rava are not arguing like Rav Liaz and Rav Yeshua. Rather, each one can explain according to their own reasoning. Abaye can explain that this case of Manalikon Gadol is different. 
Says the Bay in our case, as we started off with today in the bottom of the Nal from a base in the case of Manali Kain Gadol, says Abaya, everyone can agree to me you have to redeemer. In the case of someone makes a neder, everyone will agree in such a case as well. So what's the machlokes? Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yeshua, the machlokes is only in a case of a non koyin. Rabbi Elazar, Azal Basar, Meikar, Rabbi Yeshua, Azal Basar, Bisayif. Rabbi Yezer says, we go after the original stage, whereas Rabbi Yeshua says, no, that there is this Tanai, you still have to take your back, you still have to redeem her. That's Abaya and Rav HaMetayr, so that may I want to call God, I'm sorry, so the city, he's talking about, he pleads, you know, and argues about those cases. So the exact opposite of Abaya. So both Abai and Rav are explaining that their machlaikas is not the same machlaikas of Lezin or Yeshua. Rather, the machlaikas of Lezin or Yeshua is a different machlaikas whether we go basal meikara or basal besaif. Continues the Gemara, 15 lines to the end of the Ami Nishvis Chayv Lefadaisa. Continues the Gemara that says that if she's captured, he has to redeem her. Tanu Rabbanon explains the Gemara Nishvis Bechayi Baila. If a woman is captured during the lifetime of her husband, and then what happens, the husband dies while she's captured. If her husband knew that she was captured before he died, then he was a Mechayv to ransom her. He just didn't get the chance yet. What's the halacha? Yarshin chayim lefadaisa. Then the yarshim after redeemer. Loi hikar babayil. If the husband did not know that she was captured, then ain yarshim chayim lefadaisa. That is the first opinion. Levi savar lemavid of the kiavim asnita. So Levi thought. Not that's the first opinion. That's the halacha. So Levi thought. Let me do like which he just heard. Amrei Rav hachi amr chavivi. Last halachas like kiavim asnita. Said Rab, no, we do not pass in like this Mishnah, rather that which you learned in a Raisa. Misa Bala, if she was captured after her husband died, then in the Floyd, not only that, Whether the husband knew about it or not, explains Rab, the assignment are not obligated to redeem this woman. What is the reason the Yisayimim are not obligated to redeem this woman? As we've seen in the Mishnah, we do not apply the statement, I'll return you as a wife. The Yisayimim, of course, do not marry this woman. And that is the reason explains the Gemara whether her husband knew about it or not. They, the Yisayimim, do not have to redeem the woman. Says the Gemara, Tanura Abanan, two lines at the end of the Amen, Nishmitz, Vayamavakshvenu Adasrara Bidamel. Let's say a woman is captured, and those who capture are demanding even ten times their value. Pamri Shaina Paita. The first time they capture, yes, redeemer. Mikan Ve'ilach, but after the first time, Ratsa Paita, Ratsina Paita, it's up to him, he does not necessarily have to redeemer. But Rashba Gaimer says, Rav Shimon Gamliel turning over to Nanbeza Mebez, Ein Paitin Es Ashvuyin Yoiser Al Kedei Demeim. Says Rashbag, no. We never redeem someone more than their value. Why? And as Rashi on the top line explains, what does it mean, that if they know they could jack up the price and charge whatever they want, no one will be able to live. So let's keep on 
um, capturing people. So says of Shimon Gamliel, you never have to redeem anyone for more than their value. Asks the Gemara on the second line of but their actual value after redeemer even if the ransom is more than her ksuba, ksuba is only two hundred and they want ten thousand dollars to ransom her. You have to give the ten thousand dollars. But Ramini asked the Gemara contradicted if they have captured her and they are requesting ten times their value of the ksuba, here Rishim Gamliel doesn't just say you don't do more than her value. Rather, Rishim Gamliel says that if the ransom is equal to her ksuba, so ask the Gemara, what is the din of Rashbag? Is the cap that which her value actually is? Or is the cap that which her ksuba is? Says the Gemara Rashvag, Trey Kuli Yisli. Says the Gemara Shimingam Neil holds both of the Dinim Lakula as Rashi three lines down explains that you never go more than the value and you never go more than her ksuba. Continues the Gemara ten lines down to the two das, Loksa Chaivler Apaisa. If she becomes sick, he, sick, he has to heal her. Tan Rabbanan says the Gemara Almana, Nizainis Minichsa Yisaimim. And Almana. A woman or husband died, gets supported from the properties of the Yisaymim, the properties that they inherited from her ex-husband, their father. And she also has to be yelled, it has the same status as Mizaynais, that just like the Yisaymim have to feed her, they have to heal her. Rav Shemin Gamliel Rafua Sheishla Katzva Nisrapaz. If there's Rafua that has a limit, Nisrapaz Miksubasa, she's healed to Miksuba. Shein kitzvah, but if there's unfortunately Rafua that has no limit, he kimizayne. So it depends where does the money come from. If it's a one time or if it's a set value, then it goes from the ksuba. But if it's something that doesn't have a limit, it's going to be an ongoing health medical concern. Then as the din of the mizaynis, Amar Rav Yechanan also akozas dam beretz Yisrael kirafua. Says Rav Yechanan akozas dam bloodletting in Eretz Yisrael is kirafua she'in la kitzva. It's a steady and ongoing situation, and that's going to be paid for from the mizaynis, and not necessarily from the ksuba. Says the Gemara a story. Two lines from the Y lines, Krivid Rav Yechanan, the relatives of Rav Yechanan, Havle Isas Abba. The relatives of Yechanan had a widow of their father, Davi Srikha Rafua Kalyaimi, that he needed Rafua every single day. They came in front of Rav Yechanan and Amr Lahu, Rav Yechanan said, Izilu Kaitzle Midi Leroifai. Said Rav Yechanan, go and fix a price with the doctor. Then once you have a fixed price, then it doesn't come out of your pocket. Then it comes out of the Ksuba. Says Rav Yechanan, we made ourselves like lawyers. Ask the Gemara, Meikara, Meisav, Usayim, Meisavar. Explains the Gemara, Meikara, Savar, Mibzarech, Lotisaleim, Lotisaleim, Savar, Adam, Chashiv, Shaini. Originally he thought, Mibzarech, it's a relative, you have to help out a relative. But at the end he realized, Adam, Chashiv, Shaini, not necessarily should he have gotten advised, and gotten involved and advised even a relative. And we continue with the Mishnah on the third wide line. Says the Mishnah, continuing the different obligations of one's ksuba. If one, if the husband did not write, that 
male children that you'll have from me, Einon Yartin Kesek Ksuba Seich, they will inherit money of the Ksuba, Yeser Al Chalkeim, more than their share, Dimachun, more than their brothers, Chayiv, they're still obligated to give the male children more, Shu Tanai Bezdin, because that is a Tanai Bezdin. Another Din, Benan Nukvon Davi if the husband did not write the female children that you'll have from me, Yavin Yasim Mebeisim Zanim in Nachasi, they're going to be able to live in my house and be supported from my estate. Ad Dilchin Ligovrin until they're married to men. Even if he did not write that Chayiv, why should tonight Bezdin? And a third halacha, At Yasim Mebeisim, if he did not write that you, my wife, will live in my house with Zanim in Nachasi and they'll be supported from my estate, Koyamai my entire life, Meger Amanuseich Bebeisim. And all the days that you'll be in Almana, even after I die, you'll be able to live in my house. Still, Chayvi is obligated to shoot tonight, Bezdin. So each of these three halachas are stipulations of the Bezdin, regardless if the husband writes that the male children get more, that the female children will always be supported by him, that his wife will always live in his house and be supported by him. He is bound and has to give these three stipulations. Says the Mishnah, Kachay Anchi Yishlaim Kaisim. The following is what the people of Yishlaim would write. Anche Gilele Yechaisin Ganche Yishlaim. The people of Gilele would write like the people of Yishlaim. Anche Yehuda Yechaisin. What would Anche Yehuda write? Anche Yertu Ayarshin. Until the Yarshin want to give you a latin lach like Suba Sech, want to give you a Suba. Meaning, in the event that the husband is right, in the event that he dies, his wife is only supported from his estate, his estate until the Yarshin want to pay off the Suba. They can pay up the Ksuba right away and be exempt from supporting and allowing their mother, this ex-wife, to live in the estate. So it says the Gemara, let's go through each of these stipulations one by one. The first one being the Ksuba has the extra stipulation that goes to the male children. So it says the Gemara, what is the reason they made such a takana that the male children get extra? You know why? The reason is so that one will jump and write a large dowry for his daughter as if it would be his son. Says the Gemara, are you serious? Is there such a scenario where the Torah says a son inherits and a daughter does not inherit? And the Rabbani come along and the institute, the Teirus Brata, that the daughter should inherit as well. What's going on? This is counter that which the Teirus says. Answers the Gemara, Hanami Daraisa, you know, this is also the Daraisa. It says in the Torah, it says in the Torah, take wives and have sons, Ubanais and daughters, and take for your sons, wives, and to your daughters, give to husbands. So we see in the Pasik that it says you should get married, have children, and then ensure that the children can get married. So, says the Gemara, I understand that one's male children, it's in your parent to marry him off. Is your daughter in your parent to marry her off? Rather, you know what the Pasuk means. You give your daughter clothing. And... You give her some property, midi, and that excuse me, midi, and you give her some property. Why? 
So says the Gemara, we have sources in the Torah that you should provide for the daughters. You should give them extra clothing, extra properties, extra dowry, so that men will want to mar- marry them. So says the Gemara of Ad Kama. But how much should this be? How much should one give his daughter so that a man wants to marry him? How much should one commit for a dowry? Till a tenth of all his possessions. It's not a new thing to have to give a lot of money for a, a marriage. The Gemara is teaching us up until a tenth of one's own entire value he should give to make sure that his daughter is a desirable mate that one wants to marry his daughter. So says the Gemara, now that we prove that this concept is real, ask the Gemara, but say that when the father wrote a dowry, the husband should write, One second, I skipped. Yes, I did. Ask the Gemara, but say, the son should inherit of the father, the father, they should not inherit of their husband. He says, the Gemara, in Cain, if that was true, I've not been in the Vlokasal. The father would never write it. Okay. Maybe we should say that if the father wrote a dowry for his daughters, then the husband should write this tonight, giving the male children the Ksuba. But if the father did not give over the dowry, maybe this whole. A uh, creation of the Ksubas bin Dechrin shouldn't apply. Again, the Gemara is honing in it that the whole creation of the Ksubas bin Dechrin was to enable that one gives over extra to the daughters. Should only be in a case where the father wrote it over, then the husband should do the same. Says the Gemara, no, that's not the way it works. Law, you plug Rabbanam. Once we make a Takana, we do it always. Ask the Gemara, Bas bin Abanim, Nami Teiris, Nami Teiris. Ask the Gemara, daughter amongst the sons should also inherit the Ksuba. Kenachla Shavu Rabbanan. No. The, the Rabbanan made it like a Nachla that daughters do not get the same level of benefit. Basbin Abbanan's Tehras asked the Gemara, like Paul Rabbanan. But take the Medaltan Ksubasa. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, we are five lines on the bottom. But let, actually, you know what? This part we will leave. For the next year, Mirz Hashem. And that is the creation of the Ksubas bin That is the creation that the father is writing over extra so that his daughters will be desirable in marriage as well. I will pick up from here in the next year, Mirz Hashem.